When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's Tuesday afternoon. We had Matt Campbell's first press conference of the 2022 football season. Talked a lot about Hunter Deckers, obviously, going into Saturday's Southeast Missouri State, or opener against Southeast Missouri State. Uh, Talked a little bit about Jairo Brock. Talked about some of the true freshmen that made it onto the two deep, and a whole lot more with Iowa State's head ball coach, We'll toss it off to him here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Coach, could you talk about your uh, relationship with Coach Matukovitz? Yeah. Um, so, you know, Coach Tuke was was um, really my first hire as the head coach at the University of Toledo. Um, you know, when we when I came on board and really took over as the head football coach there, you know, that was really first order of business is kind of kind of realigning our football team. I thought the one real challenge for me was taking over as the offensive coordinator. You know, I, I think that's always hard and, and that's hard two ways. Number one, you know, you don't want the perception from the defensive kids to feel like you don't care about them, number one. And then number two, you know, we were really trying to kind of really build a defensive culture there. And, you know, my background obviously is defense. So, you know, I I think that that made it a little bit easier transition. I had a great relationship with the defensive kids there and, you know, really asked their kind of response, man, what are we looking for? Because we have to get better if we want to improve as a program. And, you know, I, I really took was the right guy at the right time for, for the job. You know, I, I was looking for a unifier. I was looking for somebody to come in and, and really motivate and inspire our kids and kind of match the, the heart and the culture that I really believe the program should be about. And he, he did a phenomenal job. You know, I, I, th- I think he saw great growth in, in, in the years that we were there. He had come from Northern Illinois, who was having great success at the time, and obviously Jerry Kill, who I had the utmost respect for. And, you know, just in terms of, of caring about the kids, discipline, effort, energy, man, he, he really did 
did a great job and kind of provided a great platform as, as a growth process. And you got to remember, Rob, from for myself at the time, you, you're only 32 years old, so it's not like you you really didn't know what the heck was going on, but you were looking for somebody to lead with. And um, you know, Tuke was a was a great addition, and you know, he's got a great wife, a great family, great people, and you know, brought some great people along with himself and his family aboard. So it was really a great journey with him, and and really helped me a lot as a young football coach. Matt, compare um, Brock's practices leading up to you know, that Oklahoma State game in 2018 compared to the prep work, all the prep work Hunter has put in leading up to what will be his start, his first start on Saturday. Yeah, I just think they're so drastically different, you know, Randy, in so many ways. You know, Brock, true freshman, um, Brock not really taking over the reins until the midpoint of the season. Um, you know, they're drastically different in terms of, you know, even who they are as quarterbacks to probably who they are as humans. But one of the great things that they both have at such a powerful rate is they're elite competitors and they're, they are, they are, they are easily able to get the entire locker room to rally around who they are and what they're about. And, you know, I, I just think when you, when you look at Hunter's progress, he's had an entire six, six months knowing that he's the starting quarterback and he's prepping to, you know, take over the offense and building the offense around him. Or you got to remember, you know, we were one offense for Brock for, you know, one offense for about four games before Brock took over. And then, you know, you were kind of trying to evolve as the season went with, you know, with Brock as, as he took over. So, you know, I think very different, but, you know, the similarities of leadership, uh, player buy-in value, um, and obviously the intangibles of a winning spirit, those, those are some of the strong similarities that those two have. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, I mean, you know, Hunter, if you if you remember back in that recruiting process, um, you know, we had already had a quarterback that was committed at the time um, to to that recruiting class. Hunter came with his father. You know, we had saw Hunter in high school and during the spring evaluation period. And we were like, man, this guy's really good. And, you know, I think he started to pick up some interest, obviously, towards the late part of his junior year. And then he came to camp and, you know, I'll always appreciate his family and I'll, I'll always appreciate him. Um, he, he had the best camp that I've ever seen a quarterback have um, in my tenure of coaching. Um, he was flawless the night that he came to our camp. Um, and I, you know, I pulled him and his father in afterwards and I just said, listen, you know, I know we already have a quarterback that's committed in this class, but you deserve to have a scholarship from Iowa State. Um, you know, I, I asked him, you know, to give me a night to call the other quarterback and his family and let them know that we were going to offer two quarterbacks in this class and what occurred. Um, I felt like that was the right thing to do. And, and, you know, for him and his family to trust me to do that and to do it the right way by both him and, and the other young man and his family, I always really appreciated that. And, you know, I, I think for Hunter, that's what I love about him. He's always had to work for everything that he's gotten. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the one thing that I really appreciate about that. And then 
as you dug deep into Hunter and you watched him succeed in baseball, you watched how he succeeded in basketball, you certainly went to watch his high school football games and how he carried the team around him and his spirit and his competitiveness. I think all those things really started to paint the exact picture of what you were getting. And, um, you know, but man, for, for in today's world, as a junior, to, to going into your senior year to go to camp and earn a scholarship you know some kids say now nah, you got to offer me first before I even come and you know that's just kind of I think who Hunter is he's going to prove himself he's going to work really hard and he's going to do everything in his in his power to when the opportunity arises for him to be successful he'll be ready for his opportunity and so at least up to date that man he's done a phenomenal job of doing those things. I know the depth charts that you guys released don't always mean a ton, but what made you guys feel comfortable putting Jirel as the guy at running back? What did he do during camp that made you guys feel like, yeah, this is going to be our guy going into the year? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I, I think really for Jirel, I mean, since January, and maybe I talked about this last night a little bit, you know, really since January, he has been incredible. Everything you would have asked of him, he has done in terms of man his preparation you look at him physically right now he's 223 pounds you know he's he's running as good as I've ever seen him run you know he's been phenomenal as a leader you know I think sometimes when you're in competition obviously there's great competition for the tailback position right now of you know and I think we're as healthy there as we've ever been um, sometimes you can shy away as the as the leader and, and try to kind of distance yourself but he hasn't he's kind of made others around him better I think he's helped that room be what I think it has the ability to become and um, his leadership's been outstanding so literally everything that he's done has been the, for the betterment obviously of Jirel but for the betterment of the team in that in that running back room and you know there's no question you know he is he's the guy and he's put himself in a great position to be the guy and we're also in a great position to have a lot of guys that have opportunities at their point in time within this in the game to be the guy for us as well. We've obviously seen him in spurts running the football, but we haven't seen him do that a ton. How would you describe his running style as a back? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, he certainly has elite power. You know, I, I think he's got the ability to get vertical with one vertical step and, and, and run through people, which I think is certainly a strength of his. What I've been really impressed with is his ability to make people miss in space throughout camp. Um, you know, we've gone live more this camp than probably we have since 17, um, just with the youth of our team and the inexperience and needing to kind of figure out where we are. And so, you know, getting some of those opportunities to create missed tackles getting opportunities to show what he can do in space um, those those have been impressive so um, you know I think we'll, we'll probably all be able to really kind of write that story honestly as the season goes to see it throughout 12 13 football games 14 football games whatever that may be of what does that look like and, and, and what does that style become but you know yes he's really strong but he's also he's also unique enough and I think savvy enough to make it miss in space as well Obviously, Dimitri Stanley also made the two deep. How has he impressed you since he got to Ames, and how do really his speed and skill set help bolster the receiving core? Yeah, I, I think he has been a he has been a huge, huge asset to what this offense has the ability to become. Um, you know, I think Dimitri for us in terms of, you know, very similar to how I talked about Xavier coming in um, with sense of purpose early on. You know, he has come in and whether it was the weight room in the summer to day one of fall camp 
through 18 fall camp practices to man what we got into last week in terms of practice boy he is not disappointed and and again you're you're I think you're coming in and you're fighting for for opportunity right you're fighting for you got Darren Wilson you got Sean Shaw you got Xavier Hutchison you know you got Jalen Knoll and you're trying to fight for opportunity and I, I think it goes back to the Jirel question um, very similar to what's going on at wide receiver now is there is only one football right and and you know that's that is hard and uh, our society and sometimes 18 to 22 year olds forget that there's only one football and there's a lot of good players so man when you get your shot when you get your opportunities you got to prove it and you know it's like I told our kids in practice there is there is still a thing called videotape evidence yeah I don't want to hear what you have to say show me what you can do on the video and you know he has done a phenomenal job of that so far and uh, again I think speed I think you know he is he is a high-end route runner and you know has really strong hands and so I think all those intangibles obviously are benefits to a really good wide receiver coach to bring it back to hunter uh from a skill set wise you know what differences do you see compared to brock maybe strengths that he has that brock didn't and then on the other end of that what weaknesses do you see that you're hoping he kind of works on and progresses as the season progresses on yeah that's a good question you know i, I again I, I think when i look at hunter just in general um you know hunter has got a really strong and accurate arm um you know hunter has got you know an elite handle on the on the playbook in terms of man spacing and what's going on and where the ball you know needs to go with each coverage opportunity that comes its way and then you know i think hunter's also got this unique ability from an, an athletic standpoint that you know hunter can really run and you know i i still think for hunter you know it's putting all those things together and and now getting the opportunity to get into a game where man you're you're competing against a defensive coordinator you know you're 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 going through the chess match of the in-game adjustments and how you handle all those things and i think all that stuff is it's not even it's not fair to say it's a weakness it's an unknown and and i think the reality is until we get into the meat of the season you know it'll be it'll be that's probably even a better question i can answer as we continue to see the season unfold but what i what i would say is his preparation to handle all those things through the early part of you know fall camp and the off season I, he's done a phenomenal job of that and I, I do think he's prepared for the challenges that will come with playing quarterback Matt good to see you um just with the way that this season starts how would you compare the feeling of this year to maybe last year in terms of how different the expectations may be uh, just to get the season started and the excitement level around that yeah I, I guess for me there, there really isn't a, a major difference you know in my mind I, I you know I, I think obviously you know our expectations have have really never changed you know from year one uh, when we got here and, and we really believed we could have great success um, to where we are now going into year seven you know I, I think the expectations have always been the same um, which I think that is really positive and I think that's why you've seen consistency you know from our football team um, and then you know I, I would say the one thing that is is enjoyable about a young team is you know that sometimes when you're young and, and you have not as many veterans on the team you know there is you know the the value of the fight in in fall camp you know and, and really understanding trying to etch, etch out playing time what are defining roles you know I think when it's a little bit undefined it's still going to take the early part of the season for those things to occur and and man the value of the fight to earn those roles and define those roles it's really enjoyable to watch those things kind of 
take fruition, I guess, a little bit, and roles start to become defined within your team. But, uh, yeah, I, I, that's how I would answer that. Matt, I know we've talked a lot from spring to fall about what Anthony Johnson's transition means, what it shows about him. But what precisely does that allow you as a secondary to do by having him at the safety spot instead of one of the corners? Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I would go back, Rob, to say Anthony's one of his greatest strengths is his ability to tackle. It's what always made him a great corner, right? He is a physical football player and the ability to tackle in space. I thought, think, I always thought that was one of Ant's greatest strengths. And, you know, I, I think for, for, for us, as we watched his body really start to mature over the course of his third and fourth year, you just saw this guy physically maturing. From, he was 160 pounds when he came here. Man, this guy's almost a 205, 210 pounds strapped up, good looking man. Uh, football player right now is a 22, 23 year old. And so I, I think that's where, you know, from a physical mindset, we said may, maybe it's in his best interest from, you know, from corner to safety. I also think the evolution of some of those guys at the corner position, you know, how Miles Purchase really played down the stretch run last year, um, you know, Tavon Kyle, what we feel like TJ Tampa's got the ability to be as a football player. And you saw, you know, him get off to a slow start at times early in the season last year, but you felt like he finished really strong for a young football player a year ago. And so, and then you moved Aaron Porter, obviously, over there in fall or in spring practice. Um, you know, we felt like, man, maybe this is the right move to give some veteran presence to the safety, but also do what's best for him. Now, you talk schematically, obviously a guy that has played corner has certainly has good coverability and then you equate that with uh, a guy that's a really good tackler you know I think it just gives you more confidence to maybe be a little bit more multiple you know in the back end than maybe what we've been in the past and obviously his skill set allows that to occur and then you talk about both skill set I think both those guys you know have have high-end speed and have the ability to have really positive coverability as well. What's the significance of a of having a one thousand yard rusher? Jeez, I don't know. You know, I, I I don't know what that is or isn't. You know, I, I honestly and and to me, I, I think that's a little bit of of. Um, you know, if we were back 20 years ago, maybe that would mean something. You know, I, I think today it's efficiency running the football, which is still the key to success. And I think we've always evaluated our ability to efficiently run the football, you know, and, and we still equate efficiency. And, man, f four more yards on a, on a play is an efficient run. Um, you know, averaging more than four yards is efficiently running the football in a game. Um, and so, you know, I, I think those are things we look at way more than, man, do you have an a thousand yard back you know how efficiently are you running the football when you have the opportunity to run the ball you know how do you how do you run the ball in short yardage how do you run the ball down in the red zone all those things are are where we measure i think how you're running the ball rather than do you have a thousand yard rusher hey one more thing i was um you have rims uh, <clears throat> rimsburg that's a hard name for me rimsburg on the depth chart without an or is that are, are we is he going to play on Saturday? Or? Yeah, I, and I think that's, you know, we're at least at that point where, you know, we're questionable for Saturday rather than saying out. You know, if it was last week, there was no way he would have played. And, you know, whether Jake is ready or not, I think Tuesday and Wednesday practice will still kind of guide that for us. But I would say at least we're back to questionable this week going into this game than we are. He's out this week, which I think is a really positive for all of us. You know, we're really excited about the progress he's made. Thought he had a really great start to camp. Um, and 
and then obviously getting injured, you know, was tough. But you know, we're we're fortunate and fortunate for Jake that you know he's already back to this point where you know there's at least the opportunity for him to be able to go play in this football game. Uh, hey, coach, um, I just wanted to ask you about uh, Isaiah Lee. Um, being that you know you're replacing so many guys, uh, pretty much on both sides of the ball, but uh, just the leadership he brings as a fifth-year guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I know he has some big shoes to fill, but uh, that's gonna be nice to have. You know. Yeah, you know, I, I think Isaiah not only in terms of a player, and I, I, I really again after probably the fourth game last season, if you would chart defensively who was you know our most consistent players on the defensive side of the football Isaiah would have been in the top three right he, he was man he played really great football I mean from you know really the fourth game on I thought he was in the top three of consistency overall performance and really what he gave to our defense and uh, man you look at the bowl game and, and really down the stretch run man he was phenomenal for our football team and so you know to have a guy like that in the middle and it's no different and and you know it's like they talk in baseball you want to be great up the middle well you have to be in football too and you know to the the middle starts with him and you know I, I think for Isaiah as the football player he has grown light years over the course of the last two years I think he's become a dominant force for us he's become a really consistent player and then what you said is leadership and that's a great word because you know the value of that in our football program when you are a great player and you are an elite leader then you have a chance to to bring everybody else with you and Isaiah has that personality I'd say he is the leader of that defensive line room I think he has really taken a group of other than him and will a group of a little bit of unknowns and I think he's really done a phenomenal job since the spring of that group and you know I would say that group's made as many strides or as much stride as anybody in our football team over the course of the last four or five months so um, you know I'm really proud of what he's done not only for himself but for the betterment of our defensive line room. I think you guys had six true freshmen listed on your depth chart. I would imagine that's as many as you've had in quite a while. What has that group done that makes you guys feel comfortable that you can put them out there and play on Saturday? Yeah, you know, I, I, again, I just, I think when you look at that and, you know, I, those names, you know, a guy like Adam Orange, a guy like Cartavius Norton, you know, a Jeremiah Cooper, you know, you, you're, you're talking about guys, and 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 then you're 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 almost you almost think about man those guys that came in mid year. You know you start to lose track of years. You know just because it's like man when you're already here for that long, you almost feel like you shouldn't be a true freshman, right? Um, you know I I think Will McLaughlin, another name. You're you're talking about guys that they've earned the right to be there. You know obviously I think you know me well enough. I'm not going to say something nice about you unless you've earned the right to to be where you're at. And, you know, I, I think from, from those guys' standpoint, man, they've earned it. They've earned it either through being here a spring and a summer, being here a, a summer and a fall camp um, to get to where they're at right now. Those guys have earned the right to do that. And, you know, I, I think a little bit like last year, you know, I, I was saying this last night, maybe on the radio show too, is, you know, you talk about Freiler, you talk about purchase, you like, man we had no idea on last year's team could a freshman really emerge and they did really fast and I feel like you know credit to you know credit to last year's class or in this year's class I, I would say two of our most talented classes that we brought in there are guys that are coming in and straining to compete right away and when that happens it makes everybody else rise to the occasion because yeah, as I said when competition is high you got to come to practice every day to earn the right to get on the football field for us.